There are guys. Oh wait. Okay, we're we're here. We're starting. I love how we. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. We already no did problem. a great show. We just didn't get any of it on tape. <laughs> <laughs> on the, didn't get any on the air. Right? Yeah. Uh, Mark Allen's back in studio yeah. in the new studio at Sticky Paws. Look at it. Yeah, great I like to be it. here, guys. Yeah, I'm impressed, man. You, you like that? Yeah. And across from him is Jamie Villamore. You've not done the show before, Jamie Villamore. I don't believe I've done your show. That's John. nonsense. How is that possible? I don't know. Uh, yeah. You're not pulling your weight, Adam. <laughs> I, I, that's the truth. Come on. I confess that's it's a, your fault, that, Adam. <laughs> that's the damn truth right there. So you said something. I'm not going to ask you to rat anybody out, of course, but you said something that just made me laugh that I never even really considered. You said, you said, is that a Dickerson ball behind me? I said, no, it's Emmett Smith. And you said, oh, Emmett really signs his stuff. No, 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 no. Oh. What I said was, oh, no, no. that... Emmett rarely John. signs stuff. So that, oh, rarely. I yeah, thought you rarely. meant he really signs no, so it, meaning a, there are players that no. don't. Like there's a, you know. No, no, no. no. Okay. Emmett, no. Uh, that's a, Got it. That's a rare, you know. Right. He doesn't sign a lot of Geo things, gave so. me that because he knows oh, I'm cool. a Cowboy fan, ex-Cowboy fan, now Raider fan. I've converted. You know that yeah, I've converted. I was, I was wondering I converted. where converted. He's converted that, when so. it's convenient for him. <laughs> when he's let's in front of me, I'm a Raider call, fan. Let's call if it what Emmett it is. Smith was here, I'm a Cowboy yeah, fan. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> if Tom Brady's sitting in he's front of you, he's a... Yeah. No, no, I'm a Brady fan, but never a Patriots okay. fan. All right. No, but you or said a, that earlier yeah. about you engaging with fans. And you said, you know, Emmett doesn't sign a lot of stuff. Do you find that a lot of athletes don't like doing that? Or do you find it's just personality of the day of the week or... Well, no, no, no. Guy, guy, the guys, he signs things, right? But I mean, outside their their agreements with, uh, you know, they their companies that mm -hmm. they're obviously contracted to, that you know, they have signings throughout the year. But outside of that, they don't do a lot of signing and stuff. And because they're really restricted because yeah, of the we contract, are restricted right? Because of the contract too, so it it makes it. Uh, difficult at times, uh, especially when you see somebody that wants an autograph signed outside that and you tell them that you can't, you know, they don't understand why you can't or something right. like that, but you could be sued, you know, and... So if a little kid uh, comes up to you with a ball, you sign? Normally, yeah. You know, adults, I say no. Got it's it. hard to say no to a kid, right? right. And But you got to be careful because there are some of those parents that kind of for the lack of a they better word, them. they push their mm. kids right. out there, and it's really for them. And, and the kid really doesn't know who you are, you know. It's like, what if an how adult? How do you know? How can you tell? Can you? Do you just use your judgment? Well, or? Jamie, I, 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 this was uh, I think it was a few years ago at the Hall of Fame, and I was catching an early flight out. And trust me, when I said an early flight out, I mean it had to be like six a.m. And I went to the airport, and there was a, I don't know how old was the girl like you know, six years, seven years old or something like that, um, out there with a the football. And I said, mm. where's your parents? And she would not tell me where they were. I mean, <laughs> oh how does the God. young girl get to the airport? <laughs> drive I mean, here? Like where? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right be standing near the ticket counter and were they, were they you know, yeah. with, a, with a ball or a helmet. I can't remember the exactly what it was. The fact that they even knew that you were going to be at the airport yeah, at that time. Right. That's, that's, yeah, and at right. seven, what, what she watched him uh, when. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. Right, so... And it's, you, you know, and she would not tell me where her parent was because then I said, well, then I'm not going to sign it if you don't, you know, tell me where your parents are. Right. And so I didn't sign it and I, I went in. But, I mean, that was a clear, you know, illustration of, of, of a parent, you know, pushing a kid out there to do the parents' yep. bidding and stuff. And, and that, that's real tragic. And we hate that and stuff. I mean... So, but there are some engagements. I got to tell you guys a story, if you guys allow me yeah, real quick. Yeah, please. And this happened, I can't remember when it happened, but um, this little kid named Jason Mix, I didn't know his name at the time, but uh, this was in Seattle. Mm -hmm. He was, I found out that he, uh, when I was at USC, we played Oregon State, hmm. and uh, the year that I won the Heisman Trophy, and uh, I guess two friends of his end up getting a Sports Illustrated sign. I remember after the um, Oklahoma game, I got a Sports Illustrated cover, and um, they got it signed. And as a result of that, they showed it to him, and he became this huge Marcus Allen fan. He was 12 years old at the time, right? And I remember uh, they tell me the story where his, his aunt, um, they had these tickets to the Seattle game, and, and – and they, you know, they sort of like, where are the buses? Where are the buses? We got to get him an autograph. And and 
the kid was so adorable, man. And he came up to me, guys. His his aunt said, you know, let's get him through here, right? And she, you know, and I and I saw him. He grabbed my leg and he was crying and he would not let go. Oh right? my God. <laughs> and he would not let go. And I said, just hey, calm down. And he was such a you know great little kid. I ended up taking him on the the bus, and so he got a chance to meet all the other players and stuff like that. And then I gave him a ten dollar bill, and I signed uh, Jason, be the best, Marcus Allen. And um, you know that little interaction turned into, um, I think he's now forty five, and wow. I just heard you know. Uh, the news that certainly, you know, sort of shook me was he's having brain surgery. Mm. But we've kept in contact throughout the years and stuff like that. And uh, I talked to his sister, Jamie, and, and Stacy, and the mom, uh, dad, Jim, and uh, his wife, you know, and his son. And um, the relationship that we've established, I'm actually going to, I'm trying to go visit him. He doesn't know this and stuff, maybe probably after his surgery and stuff like that. But just an amazing guy. And now he's a teacher. And, he, I mean, every opportunity he gets, he, he, he tells a story. And he sent these pictures to me of, you know, he has this Marcus Allen jersey with the $10 bill and a few other pictures that he's entered and stuff like that. And to me, I think that's what it's really all about. I mean, yeah. you, you play sports to... To really sort of, you know, uh, not only win games, but impact people, you know, and cause there's so many people that vicariously play through us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They want to be us and stuff like that. And to me, it's like, I mean, if you don't do if it, if it really doesn't end up in, the, you know, that way, it's like kind of meaningless. Right. And right. I think there's a lot of stories out there that are like that. We don't hear enough about them. Yeah. But I think that those yeah, are the ones you only that hear are really, the bad really ones important. usually, oh, yeah. right? The bad ones but make it to this the guy, surface. Remember, but... now, I met him at 12, and now he's 45. That's amazing. And he's, yeah. And I know the entire family. The dad, actually, Jim, had been going through some bladder cancer and stuff like that. So I called and cheered him up, and they were all like, Marcus, oh, my God, you're on the phone. And then to hear his son, you know, respond to me in the same way that his, his dad did, because he's obviously told the story of how, you know, we met and how we've been friends and stuff like that and and um it's just a just a remember this kid just grabbed my leg and would not let go and he was crying like yeah. crazy and as a result of that i mean it's just sort of how could you not fall in love with this kid and stuff and, right and we've been friends ever since so it's a great story. that's a great story how yeah. old were you oh Sorry. god i don't even know well 45 was 65 was like um uh, i'd be 20 i think my early years and and, and I don't know, it was like 24 or something like that, 25, maybe. I'm not wow. quite sure. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's great. You know, yeah. it, it's when we went to dinner last month, whenever you were here last, I don't know if you remember, but we were walking out of the restaurant and there was like two couples um, that clearly had that, holy shit, that's Marcus Allen moment <laughs> um, <laughs> as you were walking out the door and you saw it. And you like you kind of stopped and smiled. You just smiled and said hi yeah. to them, and like it made the, oh, that's all it took. Yeah. It made their day. It didn't have to be like a whole long yeah. thing. Like you know, they respected that you were out at dinner, and you just it, no, it, no one wants to be invisible, right? You know, and people want to be recognized and stuff like that. And and when they recognize you, but you can there's a uh, uh, when it's genuine like that, you know, yeah. what I mean? when mm -hmm. it's not, you know, it's. It's not, not the seven-year-old at the airport. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. yeah, it is like genuine. Like, oh my God, are you kidding me? You know, right? And then have people, and you got to give them time. You can't, you can't just let that moment right. go by and stuff because it's so real. Yeah, and you can't just sort of like you know, just like that disappear and stuff. Yeah. And, and walk away without it, you know, being impactful. You know, growing up, uh, we had Dodger season tickets behind like the on deck circle, like mm -hmm. dugout seats. You know, in the seventies when my dad was like super famous, right? And uh, we were friends with Pedro Guerrero, who played for the Dodgers back right. then. Absolutely. And Pedro was young. This is when he was like first coming up. He was, I don't know how old he was. The you, curls. He, he was young. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he came up as a shortstop. I don't even know if you know that. I do. Um, and, uh, but Pedro broke his leg early on in his career. So he spent a whole season in a cast and he would literally watch um, with us. He'd watch the games with us out of uniform um, standing right behind us um, and uh, because it was too hard to sit down because he was in a cast. And because it was like the 70s, you know, 
people were coming to my dad like crazy, you know, all game. Like he almost couldn't even watch the game. Even down there in the dugout seats with all the rich people, they're still yeah. coming up, you know. And some of them realized, oh, that's Guerrero, you know. And they asked, one of them asked him for an autograph. And he, he's like, no, no, you know, he wouldn't sign it. They started to walk away. And my dad in Spanish, obviously I don't speak Spanish, but my dad in Spanish said something in effect like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, so you got to sign that, man. That's your, mm -hmm. like, these are your fans. Like, you got to, don't do that. You can't do that. You got to learn that lesson. Like, now, like, my dad, like, chastised him. Yeah. And Pedro called the guy back and he signed the stuff for him. But it's, it's to your point, like, you know, that's, it's, it really does go with the, territory right i mean it's an important it, it piece does of it. but you can't sign every single one and sure and once you sign one obviously it creates a problem so it is not necessarily you know uh actually signing it's how you deal with that you know there's a way you mm -hmm. know right now i'd love to but i can't or just you know saying no and walking away yeah it's not how you you should handle that obviously right. there's there's ways of saying no it's not what you say it's how you say it so right you can't sign every single autograph. There's always going to be somebody unhappy, right? And because you may have to go somewhere, you know, you may have to do something, and they don't understand that because, you know, what they're concerned with is what they want right now, mm -hmm. right? And nothing else really matters. Right. And if they don't get what they want, oh, he's such an asshole, right? And I was going like, well, I'm really yeah. not, but I, right. I, you know, it's not sorry to bother you while you're <laughs> eating, but I'm going to bother you while you're eating. You know, <laughs> my dad used to sit outside uh, Ebbets Field mm -hmm. and for years, and he would get the autographs on the way out. And there was always one player that would not sign. That was Don Newcomb. Mm. I was the pitcher for the Dodgers. Yep. And many years later, we had uh, in L.A. we had a full court basketball, and every Sunday we would have who's who of celebrities come over and play basketball. And Don Newcomb Jr. came over one day. And my dad told him the story about how everybody signed autographs except his dad. So the next week he comes back with an autographed baseball. It says, uh, to Frank, sorry I was an asshole all those years, Don Newcomb. Wow. And I still have that. It's one of my most prized possessions. Yeah. Just a story. And obviously yeah, wow. dad not being here anymore. Don't lose it. Yeah. It's yeah. just one of yeah. those things where people don't realize. Now, you said it. Yeah. Where do you have it? <laughs> I have, right, right now, it's in my it's it's in storage. It's in storage. But okay, what but, storage unit? Exactly, yeah, exactly. I love to yeah. have that ball. Yeah, yeah. So, you probably Hopefully public storage, by the way. No, 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 oh, no. then listen, there, we got to talk. Dude. Always public storage. <laughs> Shout out to my friends, Jamie. You probably deal with that now, just from Instagram fame, right? Like, I'm sure people recognize you in airports and when you're at shooting competitions. It's probably exciting for a lot of the guys that you're there, right? Um, I have actually, I appreciate my female fans. I think it's really cool mm. when like um, girls approach me and come up to me. Um, so I feel like I'm approached more by women than men. So, really? Because the guys, guys are intimidated. Right. Yeah. I find interesting, but I love it. Beauty's fearful for a lot so. of guys. Yeah. They don't, you know, they don't know how to act. And well, and especially this day and age. I mean, we've lost the art of, uh, you know, talking. Uh, right. You know, we're good at, uh, I think most people are good at texting yeah, you know, they have to sort of text a message instead yeah. of saying, you know what, hey, how are you doing there? Yeah, I realized early on um, why I just don't get approached by hot girls. It's just because I'm so damn intimidating with my looks. I'm so <laughs> fucking good looking that they... It could also be that no, go, go fuck yourself look you have on your face constantly. Um, uh, Maybe it's the, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> The, I don't know. Yeah, or if, or if the nothing, fact that pint-sized yeah. warrior is yeah. on your arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah it could yeah. be that. Try, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tr try speed stick or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. <laughs> Brute do you, or something. Do you get DMs from girls? Uh, of course I do. Yeah. Like fangirl type stuff? Um, or? I mean, I get all kinds of crazy DMs. Like really? girls will ask about like my skincare regimen or just random things. Do you get a lot of hate for the gun stuff? I do. You do? From guys and girls? Uh, both, yeah. Why? But um, uh, I'm a bad example will be like some of them. Um, I shouldn't be encouraging. But I think a lot so of it weird. is, um, it doesn't bother me though, because I, I understand that those people are just uneducated. So right. if they took like mm. a few minutes or sat with me for like five, 10 minutes and let me explain, then they might understand. Right. So I just posted something in my story. Um, I think Wyoming, they're doing marksmanship with fifth graders. So they have them like sighting in their rifles. They have their eye pro on. So I thought that was amazing. 
So I'm all about um, promoting, you know, the Second Amendment, um, That's safety. Important. Um, you know, we're responsible for ourselves at the end of the day. So I think yeah. it's extremely important to be educated and understand. So. Guys, we're the, you know, United States is the crown jewel, right? If it wasn't for the Second Amendment, we, we, we'd have been taken over a long time ago. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm all for uh, the Second Amendment as well. Uh, obviously, you know, I think educating people in the proper use, you know, yeah. usage or, you know, not knowing how to shoot a gun and stuff like that. I mean, obviously guns don't kill people. Right. People do. Right. You know, it doesn't just shoot itself and stuff. So if we educate ourselves and I think do it properly, you know, um, I'm all for the Second Amendment. And obviously there's a lot of people that disagree with it. but And that's okay. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to change anyone's mind. And right. my, my thing is, is like, hey, you came to my page. Right. <laughs> like if you don't like it, then move on. Right. It's so easy just to move on, right. but they don't do no, it. I, it's I so do. bizarre to me. Like the, They have to make a comment. They right. have to be... That's not a me issue. That's that's a them issue. And sometimes you just have to acknowledge, like, I can't be rational with an irrational person, so it's not even worth like my time and energy. But sometimes I will try. Like, I just ask the questions, um, and sometimes it ends up being like a good conversation. And then some at some points you just have to cut it off. Yeah. And you mentioned marksmen. So, are you doing targets, or are you doing hunting, or what are you? Um, well, this was an article that I read um, that came out. So, this was marksmanship for um, children in fifth grade, and it was like part of the curriculum in wow. Wyoming. So, I was like, "Wow, look at this!" Um, in fifth grade, how old are you? Like ten or eleven? How old is fifth Gosh, grade? Gosh, fifth grade is like eleven, right? At what age yeah. is too young? Do you think? I mean, I got my first BB gun at five. So. Um, and then, you know, my dad's like real my dad's old school. He's like, you know, whatever you shoot, you eat. So, um, I re- I remember shooting a rattlesnake with my BB gun and my dad skinned it and made me eat it. And then Really? Where are you from originally? Here, born and raised. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tastes he, like chicken. He hung it on the wall with the little rattler and it was like a reminder, like, hey, you you shoot something, we eat it. Well, that just... sounds like my dad, but he's from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> my dad was from Texas, so. Really? Yeah. Have you ever had rattlesnake? No, come on, me. It actually is mm-hmm. really it's pretty tastes good. Like, are you gonna say it tastes like chicken? Yeah, I didn't. Does it taste I, like chicken? I don't really remember, but no? I've never eaten a snake since. Yeah, yeah, I've had it a few times. Last time was in Arizona, of all places. They served it yeah. at the NBA All Star game. Get oh, that? Wow. Really? That was, yeah, it was an app past appetizer. Like like fried like yeah. like like chicken tenders type mm-hmm. of deal. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I could do it. Can you eat rattlesnake? You know what? If it, if if we didn't know, we'd probably say, "Oh, this tastes really good." Right. But yeah. then we find out if it was rattlesnake, and right. then people go, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." Of course, they wouldn't I'll hold down their anything. food. Like I'm always <laughs> down to try anything that's like served to me. So I either like it or I don't like it. Oh, I'm not. I'm I'm not down for yeah, that. Yeah. Really? Nor I am. I am a uh, texture person. There's certain things that I, you know, I don't like. Um, Mussels and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm the I same way. See, that. I yeah. don't like oysters either. Yeah, I'm I don't not like a fan. that. Yeah, I don't that, like the mm. texture. It's yes. gross. I don't I'm care out. if it's an right. aphrodisiac. <laughs> like, if I was on Fear Factor, dude, it. I'd be out in the, you know, yeah. eliminated really quickly, <laughs> especially when it comes to that category. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. man, no way. I'm done. <laughs> see you yeah. later, I can't believe some of the things they eat on that show or ate on that show. You know, by the way, we're dating ourselves because it's like, that's been off the air. I know, a long time. That's true. Yeah, Travis doesn't even know Fear Factor. Yeah. Do you? Do you know Fear Factor? Uh, Joe Rogan was yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a, a family friend on Fear Factor. Really? Yeah, he had to eat like uh, tuna, like live tuna, out of a fish tank with his mouth. Is really and cockroaches. He had to just oh. them in his mouth. It was lovely. Great. Did he win the money? Uh, he did. He oh, did okay. I was gonna say because it would suck if he did all that yeah. and still didn't win the money. <laughs> like, yeah. that's brutal. It was a walnut with legs. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's no good. Have you tried like elk? Like I know like Joe Rogan is always talking about elk. Yes. Is it good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, you don't get it very often. Kind of um, gamey, isn't it? I feel like I feel like the deer is gamey. Like yeah. I just had access deer and I'm like, eh, not like a huge fan. They say bison's the best, but I, I feel like... It's... Do you hunt? Um, n- not, not a lot, but I'm not opposed to it. You? You ever go hunting? I haven't gone in a long nope. time. Yeah. But we grew up hunting. I we used... were, just real quickly, we yeah. were, 
I mean, we probably broke our family, broke every code and ordinance in San Diego. We did things in San Diego. In San Diego? That, yeah, that most kids just didn't do. Because they went my out dad, to La Jolla. No, not exactly. Not La Jolla, right? Because uh, if, we live far removed from the postcard images of San Diego, right? Right, so right, right, right. Anytime they, take a, they want to show a picture of San Diego, they go to La Jolla, right? right, right. Torrey Pines somewhere right, right. Yeah, the golf course. Yeah, we lived a little further away, but... You could take, t- uh, you know, the guy out of Texas, but you couldn't take the Texas out of the guy. Yep. So my father was, you know, we, we I remember I uh, went rabbit hunting a long time ago and, and you know, I, I shot the rabbit and got up and started running and, and then, uh, you know, <laughs> shot him again, shot him again. My father said, boy, you're going to kill all the good meat. <laughs> and, you know, I was, I mean, we were only like 13 or something like yeah. that at the time and stuff. and. You know, he would get the butt of the rifle and do this thing, and I was, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't ready at that point to do that. It was like, you know, do his thing. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I got but it. He, you know, he grew up doing that um, back in the day and stuff. So we were, we were, you know, we were far. Uh, I guess we were, we were really exposed to a lot more than most kids in our neighborhood. As a result of that, again, we, you know, we would, we had shotguns and we would go hunting. Wow. In San Diego, when most kids, I, I, I don't even think they ever saw a shotgun. Right. Yeah, we were doing things that most kids didn't do. Where in San Diego did you grow up? Southeast San Diego. Okay. Like I said, far removed okay. from the postcard images of San Diego. Oh, no, I, I went to San Diego State, so I know the area. Oh, uh, well, yeah. yeah, okay. You yeah. can go down uh, Euclid all the way, keep going down towards Imperial, okay. right up in that area sure. and stuff okay. like that. Yeah, so you know, but that's a, you know, it's, it's really sort of a residential area, right. and we had sort of a large property and stuff and at a canyon near. And so we had horses in areas that were, they weren't supposed to be horses. And, um, you know, we had all kinds of animals, you know, they weren't, weren't supposed to be in that area. <laughs> so, Hey, people think I, you know, they think I'm a city slicker, right? Always. Right. Right. Diego, dude, dude. <laughs> I mean, Basically, my, my mother's from New Orleans and my dad is from Texas, guys. And, and I have a lot of Texas, you know, blood in me and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Texas, uh, the things that they would do in Texas, we did in San Diego. Wow. Yeah. I used to get mad at my friends that hunt. Like, I, 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 I didn't get it. Like, you know, it was just... I remember you saying Go that. to the store and get chicken or buy a steak or whatever. What do you need to shoot a deer but, for? Is, the, but now I get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, the, Rogan actually changed my stance on it just listening to joe rogan because God. no because you know he, <laughs> dr he, rogan well because he would say like you ever see a a deer in the wild gets mauled by four wolves at the same time yeah. that's how it dies in the wild like he's like i killed it's it's instant it's pretty much you know right it's it's well, typically it is right Dep- and some starve during the yeah. Yeah. yeah, and some starve during the winter too. So yeah, yeah. well, that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time on Lanai in Hawaii, and um, I was kind of against, not against it, but I just right. never understood hunting. Poor and, you. Yeah, a lot of time in Lanai. Yeah, the yeah. mean Hawaii. streets, oh, the mean streets of Lanai. I will tell you, Lanai is very different than Hawaii. You know, but yeah. you know, there's three thousand people live on the island, and about eighteen thousand axis deer. Yeah, yeah so and, you take over. That's right. where I shot my axis deer. Yes. It was actually in, well, it was in Maui. Yeah, oh. and that's okay. what happens yeah. a lot too. Is now they're because of the drought, they're coming into the homes yeah. and and mm-hmm. actually. Dying in people's yards and different things, and creating a lot of damage. Exactly. To, yeah, the property, and mm-hmm. so it's it's a problem. It really become problem. And the guy right across the street from us was the official dresser on the island. So when we were come home, there would be hooves in the middle of the street and different things. And one day he goes, "Adam, I need your help." And I actually helped dress a deer. And that was the first time I'd ever done that, and it changed my perspective on everything mm-hmm. yeah. because mm. none of that deer goes to waste. No. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. 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 I'm still not eating the. I can't eat the cute animals. That's where I'm at, Jamie. Okay. So bunnies are off the table. (laughs) Uh, Deer, ducks. John, let's go get a burger. I'll eat a fat cow. I'll eat an ugly chicken all day long. That's it. Yeah. I think if it's prepared right for you, like you would appreciate it. And like I always say, I think that it's really um, a good skill. It doesn't mean you have to utilize it, but it's a good skill to have in case shit hits the fan like right. how are you going to get your food so at least having I'm coming to your place yeah. <laughs> 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 hey vanessa and i are on the way over what time's dinner yes. <laughs> yeah 
I've got enough no. of you friends that hunt, and I'll, yeah. we'll just we'll pop over. No, is that? Keep in mind, well, these are the ones well, that are out there feeding John, the little bunnies hey, everywhere. Right? Yeah. That's okay. That's all right. If you're going to be into this community, what kind of skill do you bring to the right. table, man? What yeah. are you going to provide to the group, he's man? He's going to bring the entertainment. <laughs> well, the yeah. podcast is going to yeah, make yeah. everybody laugh. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll be the entertainment portion of the evening. That's uh, that's it. Yeah. Love no. it. I, I, I would love to see you try like foie gras or something, some a delicacy that's mm. yeah, Mm-mm. not a fan. Did really? you have you had it? Oh yeah, I don't like it. I, I love it. I had it in the Philippines. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but in the Philippines, you know, if you go to a fine dining steakhouse here and have it prepared differently, and I think preparation is. But it's like what um, Marcus said. It's the texture. texture. I'm yeah. not a fan. Yeah, I'm big on texture too, man. I, mm-hmm. But I'm surprised you eat sushi. Yeah, that's not that's not so bad. No, no, no. But the, huh. Muscles are completely different. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It mm. reminds me of um, like okra. I uh, couldn't understand. Ugh, I hated that too. Squash. Mm. I'm not a big squash fan. Now you're so. living in Atlanta now. Yes. Or like outside of Atlanta. Yes. Or a uh, lot of land? Uh, nine acres. Nine acres. Yeah. So just out the hell there. What do you do out there? Yeah. Big pardon? What do you do out there? Hunt. Um, do you have a range? Live? No, I mean, there's there's plenty of <laughs> trust me, there's plenty of ranges and places to go in um, in Georgia. The Second Amendment is really important to those people. There's one actually uh, area I think it's called Kennesaw. I, I, if you're a citizen there or a resident rather, uh, I think by law you have to, or it's an ordinance that you have to um, be a gun owner to live mm. there. Yeah, okay. that you have to be a gun owner. Yeah. Wow. And, and the crime rate is zero. I Imagine why. that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Funny how that works. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's what it is. I think. Do you miss talk. LA at all? No, not really. Yeah. Me neither. I miss my friends. Right. Uh, you know, wish I could see them more often and stuff, but no, I don't. I mean, there's, there's, um, you know, it's really interesting. Once you leave, right. And, um, you experience other things, you realize that, yeah, and and things are, I mean, <clears throat> almost drastically different, right? I mean, and so yeah. we, we sort of get used to that certain style there, and then you step away and go like, oh my, that's not so good. It's not, you know? yeah. And but you convince yourself that it's normal or it's yeah, cool or yeah. you need to be there for work or. Can no. you imagine having nine acres of land in L.A.? Oh my God! Yeah. I mean, that's. It's, uh, it's, I think it's impossible. Yeah, it's unheard right? of. Yeah. What, what I bought is privacy, really. I have right. a lot of trees on the property and stuff, and uh, lots of uh, moss. Uh, it's called um, Moss Creek Farm, mm. and it's um, it's just it's it's you know it's quiet, beautiful, peaceful, right. and that's what that's what I always wanted. Even when I was living, I mean, I moved to Santa Barbara just to give you an indication. Right. I, was, I was always I sort of always wanted to move outside of LA, but at least have things close enough where you can go right and do something if you want some excitement and stuff, and then come back home where you can be away from everything. So I've always been sort of like that anyway. So. Uh, moving to Georgia was, you know, wasn't as big as um, a step as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I said, you know, after I saw all the civil rights stuff, there's no way I would ever live in the South. Right. And then I go like, oh, my God, I wish I would move down here earlier because it's all a lie. Yeah. You know? I always think there's a lot of things that are manufactured or things that are blown out of proportion. But when the reality is, I mean, it is uh, great people down there, Southern hospitality, uh, people just want to, you know, raise their kids and, and have a quality life and enjoy their friends and family and stuff. Um, it's not what people make it out to be. Right. It's unfortunate that, again, you know, there's one incident uh, that occurs and it's, you know, it's nationwide news. Yeah. Uh, and it try to paint a negative picture of, of a whole, you know, um, swath of people. And it's not the case at all. Um, I actually enjoy it down there a lot. It's crazy, like, you know, growing up, we always heard, like, the power of the press, the power of the press, right? I never really got it until 2020, and I really, like, yeah. oh, my God, it's unbelievable. But it's also taken, you know, so many more steps, you know? Yeah. I, I, I bring it up every once in a while, I think with Denzel Washington said, you know, we've always had racism, but now it's just on social media, <clears throat> you know? And, and something like that is it's where social media takes that whatever it is and blows it up portion right. to the umpteenth degree and it spread that that much more quick. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean how a headline can just dictate <laughs> 
everybody's behavior without even reading the story. I mean, sometimes the now sometimes the headlines don't even match the story. No, it's just a, just clickbait, just just rile yeah. people up. It's just crazy where where we've gone. It it it's sad because I remember I think watching a video where they were uh, I don't know how many different uh, news anchors repeated verbatim the same mm-hmm. <laughs> words and. Uh, I mean, down to the, you know, from the first sentence to the last, I mean, just verbatim, everybody's repeating the same thing, which means that nobody is doing anything objectively. Everybody's just following the same script. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, I mean, you know, what's paramount in, in like science, I mean, it should be truth. I mean, tell us the truth and let us make decisions ourselves. Don't try to, you know, just persuade us to be one, you know, or convince us to be in one sort of uh, you know camp or another. It's yeah. just it's 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 not truth. It, it's not truth. It's not trustworthy. It's and it's really sad to see what has happened to mm-hmm. the news and stuff and and what they're perpetuating. And there's been a lot of brainwashing in our country. A yeah. lot of programming. Yeah, but at least uh, this is your first maskless trip. To Vegas, I don't know if you're. We're, we're no more masks. Last time you were here, oh, we good. had masks. We're that's good. We're maskless good. now. Were you wearing that's them good. anyway, though? No, no, <laughs> no, not me. I, Just in the places yeah. that you I don't am, have a choice, right? I, I believe in the, you know the inalienable right to breathe. Yeah, <laughs> do you really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. if I go you know, into ha- a place have, and they ask me to put on a mask, mm-hmm. I'll just say. You know, if you want my business, I'm happy to stay. But if not, I'm going to leave. I just can't hop on board. Yeah. So it makes no sense to yeah. be able to walk into it, like that I have to put on my mask to walk to my table, but then take it off to eat. Yeah. Oh, I'm that with you. Yeah, especially when the table is like five feet yeah, away what, from the door. In oh. what world are we living where that makes sense to someone? And then you're going to... Or it would if you had a cigarette in your hand, you're okay. Yeah. Thank you, but no thank you. Just There's have a cigarette in your hand. You don't have to have a mask. Eat. That we'll be just, happy to take my money. Yeah. <laughs> the very beginning of the whole mask thing, we were we went to Benihana on the strip. Yeah. And literally I got thrown out of a lot of places yes. in twenty twenty. Yes. <laughs> literally it was walking from one end of this table to the other. Yeah. From the entrance to where we were sitting. And they wouldn't let us. And I legit didn't have one. Yeah. I didn't have one on me. Because yeah. for Be- there's some exceptions. Like for Benny Hanna, I'm in. I'll, whatever it takes. I'll, I'll wear the stupid mask. I just, I need the steak and chicken. But uh, they, they wouldn't provide one. I didn't have one. I'm like, it's it's 10 feet, man. I'm wow. going 10 feet. Yeah. It, but then it, he was okay with it during the winter because it kept his face warm. But I, <laughs> yeah. Okay I, I identified as it uh, as a, a face warmer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then it was okay. Speaking of the media guys, I mean, yeah. to convince people that had. Um, you're in this particular age category, that you had a greater chance of dying at 0.3 than living at 99.97. <laughs> that's yeah. that's brainwashing. Yeah. Yeah. It it's really amazing. Is. I mean, you think about that, dude. I mean, I just had this uh, situation where my, my dad is fine, but he was uh, had to be taken to the hospital. And um, I, I'm going to just tell the story. Taken to the hospital and... Um, you know, obviously they called me, um, and I was like, you know, obviously concerned. I got on a phone call with my mom, and guys, it was it was amazing to hear the doctor. I mean, he was basically saying to us, my mom and myself, um, "Hey, listen here, do if you do you want us to, you know, revive him if you know if he takes a turn for the worse?" And we said, "Of course." What are you talking about, right? And uh, what they did say was they had a you know, congenital heart failure. And he had a renal failure, and um, and then he said, "Oh, by the way, he has COVID, right?" <laughs> so I go, "Wow!" I thought for a second and thought, "Right." So um, we eventually hung up from the doctor, and then we called um, my dad, and I expected my father to be completely out of breath, barely able to talk, and he says, "Hey guys, what's going on?" And I said, "Wow!" I said, "Mom." Go get Michael and Damon. Get Dad out of the hospital right now. Yep. Get him out of the hospital right now. Right. And what they did also say was, you know, they uh, blood thinners. If they put him up, you know, mm-hmm. he has a five percent chance of having a stroke. And I said, so it's a ninety-five percent chance that he won't. I said, okay, we'll go with the ninety-five percent because if he had a, if he knowing my dad, obviously he would try to get up on his own, and if he fell and hit his head, he could bleed to death, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, that ain't going to happen, right? Because I know my dad's going to try to get up. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting is that 
when they released my dad from the hospital, they never mentioned COVID again. <laughs> hmm. They didn't give us a prescription. They didn't tell us to do, never mention it again. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, and now my dad's doing fine. Yeah, that's great. He's doing fine. Right. <laughs> but I mean, to me, I think they were setting him up. Yeah. Yeah, right? for sure. You know, when they say renal failure, what does that mean? The water leaves the liver, right? And where does it go? It goes in your lungs. And then what do they do? They put you on what? Ventilator. A ventilator. Yeah. And I said, no, that ain't going. And I said to myself, the other thing was like, well, if my dad's going to die, my father's going to die at home with us, mm-hmm. right? He's not going to die where in the hospital. Where you can't visit him. Yeah, where you got to like FaceTime him or something like that. That's, I said, get him out of the hospital yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yeah. So we got him out and he's, he's doing great. What city is he in? San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. You, wow. men- you mentioned the media and I know you have your names in spotlight just as a celebrity or an, as an athlete. How careful are you not to voice your opinion on things or do you not care? Well, you, you certainly care, I, but I think, I think it's important to have all the facts first, you know, um, if you're going to, you know, uh, have an opposing voice, you got to have all the facts first. You know, I think a lot of guys, they want to speak out, but they don't have all the facts. And then they, uh, uh, you know, being caught in a, in, a, in a position that isn't favorable to them and stuff. Um, uh, I don't understand anybody that uh, could, mad, could be upset at somebody who's advocating freedom. Some people do, you know. There's a lot of people, unfortunately, in our country want socialism, and that's just, you know, a, a one step away from communism and stuff. And and to me, it's about freedom, uh, freedom, you know, to choose, freedom to do anything you want to do in life, as long as you don't, you know, cause harm to anybody, defraud anybody, or hurt anybody. That's yeah. it, mm-hmm. you know. So, it's it's it's. I just think it's important that you, if you're going to be that advocate. That you, you know, like Muhammad Ali. I mean, he was an opposing voice, right? He was a, uh, he did the right thing and not the popular thing. He wasn't, he wasn't liked, you know, immediately, but later on he was the most respected man sure. around and stuff, right? But he was, he engaged, right? He didn't run away, but he, he, he knew his position and he was, you know, he was, um, he was firm and resolute in that position. And that's what you have to be, I think, if you're going to be that person that goes out there. Have all the facts. Don't go out there unprepared. So to me, I like to have all the information first. Uh, so, you know, if it com- ever comes down to, you know, me stating something that's it's it's fact and not, you know, something either that I heard or, you know, maybe partially true or something sure. like that. Yeah. If I would have told you you grew up watching sports, mm-hmm. right? Of course you did. If I would have told you... 20 years ago, you'd be sitting in Las Vegas with me, chopping it up with Marcus Allen. <laughs> it's well, crazy, right? Like, well, well, it's just, there, there's on so many levels. Fanboy moment. It's just so surreal, it, right? Let's start this way. First of all, to be in Las Vegas. Right. <laughs> to secondly, to be sitting with you. Right. And then on top of that, yeah. having Marcus, you know, just being a, a fan, not only from the Raiders, but from the USC days and, yeah. and things of that nature. You know, I mean, I remember... I think you, you you guys. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you guys didn't manifest this. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I mean it seriously. You know, there there are definitely things that I've manifested. This one was not on my list, yeah. and not not saying that it wouldn't be something that I'd want to do, but I think it's a privilege. You know, more than no, I, yeah. I I appreciate that, but yeah. I'm yeah. I, I always say things. You know, most things don't happen by accident. I think yeah. you know we either you know put them out in the universe. Yeah, and, and we work towards them. You know what I mean. And I, you've always wanted to do this, right? Yeah, yeah, for podcast. sure. Yeah, yeah. Now. So it's not by accident that yeah. this has happened and stuff. So yeah, it's just it's weird. It's like you know, especially when it comes to you, you know, because I've known you such a long time, and I can remember like talking to Geo, like when we first went to your to the first um, uh, so your first celebrity uh, uh, the bowling night, you know, right. at at um, Lucky Strike yeah. in L.A. And we were like, you know, we're there, and, and it's this charity event Marcus is hosting every year. 
And it's literally the NFL Hall of Fame. I mean, it's John Elway and Eric Dickerson and obviously Marcus and Emmett Smith and Barry Bonds. And I mean, it's, it was ridiculous. And I remember just looking at Gio like, what are we doing? Like, this is so crazy. We're like bowling with these guys. It was like the coolest thing, you know. And then like uh, before you came in, well, actually, you beat me here today. But and now um, you have a ball by Emmett. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah now now you guys, a ball now by you Emmett. Now a friend. Yeah. And I, I don't even know if you remember this, but it's just it's. There's so many things that you probably do, and it, it, it probably happens in your life, too, and you just don't even realize it yet. Um, the effect that you have on people or things that you do that is like just an everyday occurrence to you or it means nothing to you. It's so minuscule to you, no. but it's a big deal to other people. No, like example, no. I realize that. I really do. You don't understand that. And this is why I said it's important that right. to recognize, when, it, especially when it's so genuine, when a right. person says... You know, either, are you kidding me? You're such and such? Yeah. you got to, you know, understand that's a very powerful moment. Did you moment. always have that, though, or is that something you developed <clears throat> later on? No, I've career? always sort of understood that because um, I've always lived with gratitude. You know what I mean? Um, I always say to myself, it's like, I didn't ask for great parents. But right. I, got, I got great parents. Too. Sure. I didn't ask for health. I didn't ask for a skill. I didn't ask for intellect. I didn't ask for... Any of those things, but you, you ask, you, if you, if you sit back and reflect and sit in the theater of your life and you know review, review, review your film, you're gonna be like, dude. I mean, I'm a lucky dude. It's like, yeah. I didn't ask for 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 to be able to have this incredible vision and you know see guys behind me when I'm looking you know forward and stuff like that. I didn't ask for any of that stuff. I don't. Do you feel like you were manifesting that in your 20s? Oh no, I was manifesting that when I was 10. See, because I didn't even understand the concept of manifesting. Like, I, I look at some people that are, you know, that are young teenagers and they're, you know, they're manifesting. And But I didn't even understand that concept. Mm -hmm. Like, um, when I was that age, and I'm always like, wow, you're so far ahead of where I was. So I love watching people like that and their, their lives unfold. And Jamie, I was uh, at 10 years old. I made a decision what side of the television set I wanted to be on. I said I want to play not watch that's so cool and i did everything yeah. to that end at 11 i stood in the mirror in the bathroom and i want to thank uh, the university of southern california yeah uh, mom and dad you know and you, uh, and you at 10 years old you wanted to be a trojan oh yeah but i mean no fin let me finish what i was just saying. yeah sorry at 11 <laughs> no 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 but i'm saying 11 years old i'm standing in the mirror and saying i'm thinking university of southern california and my mother you know my brothers and sisters and mom and dad and so forth for winning a heisman trophy Wow, so you actually... Oh, yeah. That's, That's incredible. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, you know... I guess how, how, how often I, guess I that kind happen? of did when I was younger, but I just didn't realize what I was doing. Yeah. Right, Because right. I, I remember saying, I'm going to be on the cover of Cosmopolitan yeah. one day, and people Same are thing. like, yeah. no, you're not. I remember yeah, my brothers being like, you're such a tomboy, you're never going to... Isn't that yeah. terrible when people say, no, you're not? Yeah. yeah. I, or I laugh at you. Like, yeah. so many people laughed at me. I never had, I never had, uh, you know, I, nobody ever booed me at home. Right. That's my so parents, important. My yeah. parents always said, whatever you want to be. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm the same with, with my daughters. I tell them you can be and create whatever you want in this life. Like it, and, you have endless opportunity. Yes. You yeah. have to tell them that. I mean, it's nothing worse than being booed by your parents mm -hmm. or your siblings. I mean, people that are close to you. And they're, you know, you have this ambition to be something, and they're telling you, don't, don't, don't no way, man. You're Get just some like, new you want right. to be the architect? Have you seen your drawing? Yeah, I know. Sorry. It's not about encouraging and yeah. saying, hey, we need to work a little harder. If that's what you want to do, this yeah. is what we need to do. And this yeah. is how you do it. This mm -hmm. is the path I didn't you go have down. that. Yeah. Mm -mm. Really? Well, not at all. I mean, no, not really. Like, my dad was awesome when it came to sports. Um, well, well, despite that, you still became a success. Yeah, but because it, it stems with, it's something within yourself. Right. So, Are both your parents still alive? Yes. So what do they think now? Yeah, I mean, my mom's still pretty much the same. Like, so I I love my mom to death, but I've just acknowledged that she is who she is, and I that's not going to change. So it's okay. Um, my dad, still hippie, free spirit, mm -hmm. support me in whatever I choose to do. Mm. So. And they probably don't really even understand like Instagram and how you can turn that into money and any of that, right? My mom, no. Right. My dad, he he tries. 
He's like, hey, I got that tweeter. And I'm like, you got a what, dad? And he's like, you know, the bird. I'm like, Twitter? Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll always say something. They think we're that uh, progressive so. commercial. Right, right. Yeah. The, but my dad's the, always The old trying. people. Right? We, date, we date ourselves. Yeah. 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 So, Those are the best I commercials. Too. I know. It's like, they get to the stadium early with the parking. Yeah. The revenue in the parking. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about so. parking and revenue, we we still joke about the story you told last time, yeah. uh, the rental car. The rental car story of the Super, <laughs> Bowl. Super Bowl is still one of my favorite. Do you know this story? No, it's I pretty don't, crazy. I need to hear uh, it. Yeah, yeah, please. Please, if well, you could retell yeah, it. Well, yeah, Super Bowl 18, uh, 1984, that'll obviously take you guys way back. But it was, it was, I got the greatest night's sleep of all time the night before. Really did. I mean, I was just walking on air, I was just floating, right? And I remember going down, um, we had pregame meal, and then we had uh, a meeting, and then normally what happens is, um, there's an early bus that leaves, right? And if you wanna go really early, you'd either catch a cab, right? But we had renter cars at that particular time, and so I didn't know better, it was my first Super Bowl and stuff, and so we took the renter car, Otis McKinney and I, we drove to the stadium, and we pulled up to the park attendant and we said, excuse me, ma'am, um, you know, we're, you know, we're Raider players and stuff. And where do, so where did the players park? She says, uh, well, do you have a parking pass? And I said, uh, no. <laughs> he says, well, you can't get in. I said, no, seriously, ma'am. My name, my name is Marcus Allen. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm with the Raiders and this is Otis McKinney. And she says, I don't care who you guys are. If you don't have a parking pass, you can't get in. And so... I looked at Otis and I backed the car up against the curb. We were approximately like 25, you know, um, almost 50 feet away from the, uh, the parking attendant. And Otis looked at me and I looked at him. He grabbed his bag, I grabbed my bag, and we took off running to the locker room. And to this day, we do not know what happened to that rental car. <laughs> they just left the rental car. Left, oh my God. Left the they got a game to play. Exactly. You know, the Super Bowl. <laughs> So Hilarious. it was, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was an auspicious beginning to yeah. uh, that, that day. And, and so I, yeah, I abandoned all fear and everything. I just left the car <laughs> running now. Remember this is pre pre nine 11, right? They would have, Right. Yeah, you would have shut the game down right now. Yeah. Shut, yeah. Yeah. They would have had a bomb squad out there and everything, <laughs> checking out the car and everything. I don't know what happened That's to the car. Such a great we never received a bill or anything like that. Maybe the Raiders did, but <laughs> right. uh, usually they just turn them in and, you know. And no one so. ever said anything. Uh, no, nobody's <laughs> ever said anything at all. Little does Marcus know he now owns a 1983 <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't remember what kind of car right. it was, but it was like, I think it was just a four-door something that we had, yeah. <laughs> you ever abandoned a rent-a-car? No. No? You ever crashed a rent-a-car? <laughs> it didn't have my name on it. Yeah. <laughs> no. No? No. I... I actually started because most of the time they just set me up with a driver. Oh, um, well, yeah. So Fancy you. I, no, no, no. So when I, I went to Asheville and they're like, hey, do you want to rent a car? I'm like, sure. So I had my own um, rent a car and I'm, you know, typing in the address and I'm like, I feel like such an adult. Like I'm really like adulting <laughs> yeah. here. <laughs> so like I'm responsible for me. Did it's you get your cool. own insurance or do you use theirs? Well, I already have insurance, so I wasn't going to yeah, add well, theirs. Most, yeah, most people. It doesn't make I have sense. a funny story about that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So uh, this is back in like maybe 2000 or 2001. Mm -hmm. I was between cars, and the car I wanted to get next, the new model wasn't out yet. So I was renting a car for like three months um, until my, the, my car was out, you know, mm -hmm. and I was going to get the new car. So I would rent at Enterprise out in the, in the valley in Woodland Hills. And... Uh, they would only let you keep the same car for 30 days. So every 30 days I had to go in and do a new agreement okay. and rent a new car, right? On the third month of renting this car, and it's a piece of crap car, it was a Geo Prism. It just rented the cheapest thing. This, I don't know if you remember the Geo Prisms. Do you remember those cars? I they were like They're so it. cheap. They're like, yeah. yeah. So I get no, the car and I'm- No, frankly, I've never heard of it. No, you never heard of the Geo? <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, Marcus Allen. I go in, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's early morning and I was going to meet actually Quentin Corriott. Oh, were you? Yeah, because this was when Controversy Magazine, I was working with Controversy and Tony Lamb and Quentin right. and, and Marshall, right? So uh, I'm going to have breakfast with Quentin in Beverly Hills and I'm in the valley. So I'm like, I'm go, I go turn in the car real quick and I got to do morning traffic and all that crap, right? So 
I go in and I'm on the phone with Q when I'm renting the car and I'm not really paying attention. You know, I'm filling out the form, whatever. And I guess I, I checked. No, I got the insurance because I didn't have personal car insurance at the time. All I had was because I was in between cars, right? So I checked no for insurance. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He has me initial. When you check no, you have to like do right, another right. initial. But you know, I'm on the phone. I'm distracted. So he's like, he's like, put your initials. You know, so I'm like initial. You know, whatever. And I sign it. He gives me the keys. I go get the car. Now I'm on Wilshire Boulevard, um, in uh, like Wilshire and Westwood, right? Yeah. And I'm in traffic, and. Uh, it's like raining, like drizzling, and this light turns yellow. I think the guy in front of me is going to go through it, and I'm planning on going through it. And literally, all of a sudden, brakes. He hits the brakes like it's actually a she hits the brakes in the like front tires in the intersection, and I smash right into this brand new BMW 7 Series. It doesn't even have plates on it. My airbag blows up. It's the only time I've been in an accident when the airbag. Have you ever had an airbag hit you? No. Mm-hmm. It's like getting punched in the face. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And it's loud and violent. It smells. And it almost Powders. Burnt, powders out. everywhere. You taste it in your mouth. And I even remember these. It was like 8 o'clock in the morning. And I remember at the intersection, these like kids, because it's right near UCLA, right? I remember these kids are getting ready to cross the street to like head into Westwood to go to walk to UCLA. And I remember it all happened in slow motion. Like I remember seeing the brake lights, I hit the brakes and my car just slid right in this thing. And I remember seeing kids like on the corner, like, like mouthing that, you know, like mouthing, oh my God, and pointing at me. Airbag hits me, whatever. I get out, ask the lady, she's okay. Like she doesn't have a scratch on this car. But my car's like totaled, it's crazy. So. Uh, I remember I call Enterprise and I call, it's the same guy I've been dealing with for three months now, right? At Enterprise. <laughs> and I call him like, yo, uh, I just got an accident. I need you to bring me another car because Enterprise will bring you a car, you know? And he's like, oh man, that sucks. I go, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all good. And he's like, yeah, but bro, you didn't take the insurance. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, you didn't take the insurance. And I'm like, what do you mean? I, I always take the insurance. What do you mean? He's like, yeah, today you didn't take it for some reason. I'm like, I didn't. He's like, no, remember you you checked no, and I and I you, I was trying to get your attention, and I told you if you're not gonna, I told you if you're not taking the insurance, you have to initial, and then you initialed like three different places. I'm like, I didn't realize what I was doing, man. I was on the phone, I was like working, like you gotta help me out. He's like, you're gonna be liable for that car, and I was like, dude, this is my third month renting with you. It's the same agreement every single time. I get the insurance every time. Like, why didn't you stop me? He's like, I don't know. I just thought you didn't want it now or whatever. I'm like, so I'm like, listen to me. We're the only two people that know. <laughs> you got to hook me up, man. Like, you cannot Scratch it do out. not stick me with this car. He's like, there's nothing I can do. And I got so mad. I was like, all right, well, whatever. You, the keys are in it. Your car's on the corner of Wilshire and Westwood. Enjoy. So I leave, right? I go and I jump in a taxi. I go meet up with Q. Now, like two weeks later, I start getting calls from like Enterprise Corporate. And the guy's like, hey, we need to talk to you. You're in John Orlando. So I'm on the phone with him. And he's like, yeah, so you're going to have to cover the car. And I'm like, I mean, I, I can't. I, I don't know what happened. Like, you know, I, I always take the insurance. You can look and see. Like, yeah. I've always had the insurance. And he's like, yeah, man, you're going to have to pay for this car. I'm like, well, how much is it? He goes, well, brand, brand new. It's $13,000. This car brand new is thirteen grand. The Geo Prism, like, I mean, go car, golf carts are more expensive. But I'm like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. He's like, yeah, well, the car's not insured. You know, we can't be on the hook. And I'm like, well, now, wait a minute. The car's insured. You have the car. You're not out the money. Your insurance is going to pay for it. And he says, well, no, you didn't get the insurance. I go, I, I get it. But that's just an upsell right. for you guys. It doesn't mean yeah. the car is not insured. Like right. you clearly, you must know that you guys don't let. Yeah. If someone doesn't take the insurance, you guys are just exposed. Like, right. oh well, I hope no one crashes these cars today because these six cars are not insured. Like, of course. What about your insurance, though? I didn't have it because I was in between cars, so I canceled it. Oh, I see. So then you need to take I needed to take that insurance. Yeah, normally I wouldn't take it. Right. So I was like, well, I'm not paying for that car. I mean, your your car's insured. You guys have the insurance. Always put all rights reserved without prejudice. uh, Every contract so you can revisit it. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's I like great, that. Um, so yeah, so I so I don't pay. And he's like, you're gonna you're gonna. Lo-. He was like threatening me. Like they kept calling. They're like, you're gonna lose your license. We're gonna report it to DMV. I said, it has nothing to do with DMV. This is I'm not gonna lose my license. I promise. So then he's like, well, you're gonna be blackballed. You're 86 from. You're not gonna Enterprise. be able to rent from Enterprise, right? So this is like 2001. Okay. Now fast forward to like 2000. When did when did the Giants beat uh, the Patriots? It was in Arizona, right? Yes. It, yeah. Arizona. Okay. So for that Super Bowl, we're doing, uh, we're working with Rodney Pete for the best damn sports show Super Bowl party. Right. Um, so we get there, and in the Hyatt Hotel, there's an Enterprise. So I get there, and I'm, I tell Gio, I'm like, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta rent uh, a couple cars, like you know, for the for the event and stuff." So we go to the desk. This is like in what what year was that? Maybe like oh. When was that Super Bowl? Oh, I can't remember exactly when, but yeah, oh nine, maybe oh eight, oh nine, maybe something like that. It's later, whatever, five, six, seven yeah. years later. Yeah. So I go, I give the guy my card, and he's like, "Um, I'm sorry, it's it, it won't go through." And I was like, "It's Amex, it's it's fine, the card's fine." Like he's like, "No, no, um, you're on. A, I guess I can't rent to you. You're on the." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're on a yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're on the no fly yeah. list. Gio's was looking at me like, "What?" And I'm like, "Um, you just put the car in your name. I'll tell you later. Just put, put the car oh in your name." Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't had any of those. <laughs> no criminal history. No. All right. I mean, I did get arrested. <clears throat> really? For a reckless driving, but I didn't know the cop was following me. So he thought I was. I like it. It's not. I wasn't. I wasn't driving recklessly. I just didn't know there was a cop behind me. Yeah. Yeah. So I just had my. It was late at night. You thought it was a stalker. So I you were trying well, to. Well, no, yeah, you guys. Evading. It was around the time when they had the blue lights, like, and they were like, "You don't pull over um, in the middle of nowhere because they had the blue or red lights, and people right. would put them." So undercover. Um, so then when I did see him, I'm like, "Ooh, this is weird." Another car like pulls up once I pull over and they literally pulled me over at gunpoint, <clears throat> took me to jail, didn't read me my rights. I had just turned 18 and I was in Mesquite. Oh, wow. So they I don't ended fuck up, around in Mesquite. I ended up in the Mesquite jail. My parents were like, what the hell? Went to court. I don't know. It was like three weeks later, but the judge dropped all the charges because they never read me my, Absolutely. my Miranda, Your Miranda rights. rights. Oh, wow. And um, I... Even the whole way, I'm like crying, going to jail. Like, what did I do? And he's like, you know what you did. And I'm like, oh my God, no, I don't. So Wow. It's the only place it I've was so, ever like, gotten traumatic. trouble with the law, too. Mesquite? Uh-huh. What did really? you do? I, we, I was probably 19 at the time, 20, and I had a fake ID. And, oh. and we were out in like the middle of the desert. There was like six cars drinking. And, we were, and cops came. And how did you get the alcohol? And... I stepped forward and yeah, luckily the, one of the girls, her cousin was a cop in Mesquite. So we, they let us go, but. So you didn't have to get your fingerprints done nothing. in the photo. No. And they went to cut my, um, my jewelry off my toes. Cause when they put you, they you oh, have to remove all your jewelry and right. I'm like, they don't come off. And they're like, what do you mean they don't come off? I'm like, it's a permanent toe ring. They cut the ring off my toe and sliced my foot. Jeez. Lawsuit. Yeah. Well, we didn't no. do any of that, but yeah. Mm. And then they decided to leave the other two after they. Right. So yeah, it was like. Were you crying? I was crying. You were. Yeah. I can't picture you crying because you're like badass with the guns and the knives. I mean, I was I was a child and right. I, I didn't know what was going on and I really didn't know what why I was. Yeah, and they pointed a gun at her, John. Come arrested. On. And yeah. so it was, it was just a scary thing for me. Yeah. Like I'm like, are they? Have you had a gun pointed at you ever? No, no one's pointing a gun at Marcus Allen. Yes. Crazy cop? Yes. Crazy cop? Wow, yeah. really? Really? Mm-hmm. Where it... were you? I was in L.A. Uh, going five miles an hour. Come on. on Melrose. And the mistake was mine. I got to. I got to tell you. Actually, what happened was, naturally, uh, most people don't understand this, but actually, it happened after the Super Bowl. Um, I had won a Trans Am, which I gave to my brother, right? But I brought, bought a Ferrari before that. I mean, actually, uh, almost weeks before that. And naturally, the plate, a plate came in, and I thought it was the um, Trans Am plate. Yes, got it. And I put it on the uh, without looking. Oh. But I'm, I'm giving him no probable cause. That's to to look at me, right? Right. I'm going five miles an hour on Melrose. Right. Actually He's going, just running your plate. He ran the plate. Actually going to a um, piano lesson. 
You took piano lessons? Yes. What? Really? Uh, yes. Do you why, play? Why are you, I was, sh- why are you shocked by this? I don't know. I, well, I don't know. We were actually, you know, I, I wouldn't say forced, but we took piano lessons when we were young. Okay. And um, we actually got in trouble because uh, our father would, dro- I mean, he would drop us off at the, at the teacher's house, piano teacher's house, and we would wait till he'd leave, and then we would go play baseball, right, uh, up the street, right around the corner, because he was surrounded by baseball fields, and... My dad was going to pay the lady, and and she says, "Well, I can't take your money because your kids haven't been coming." Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> and so we yeah. we got in trouble for that, and uh, we kind of like uh, you know, I was kind of been a, sort of like a dilettante ever since, you uh-huh. know, just kind of dabbling, and and uh, I know a few songs here and there and stuff, but yeah, um, I wanted to sort of uh, you know start that again, mm-hmm. and so I was taking piano lessons in um, in L.A not too far off Melrose, and I was headed there again. I was going five miles an hour, so there was no reason for him to even, you know, look at me other than, yeah. you know. Profiling. We know. Yeah. yeah, so that's what happened, and <laughs> they, uh, you know, pulled guns on me, and, you know, obviously hands up, and then there were um, police officers that came to recognize, well, you know, right. and said, what the hell are you doing? Right. And he should have never said that because, I mean, I actually kind of went off on the officer then, right, because I knew what he was doing and because I gave him no reason. Yeah. There's no record. There's nothing, right? But there's no reason for somebody who's going, if I'm speeding, that's one thing, right? Sure. I'm going five miles an hour, you know, because they're construction area. I do remember that and stuff. So um, I kind of went off on the guy and stuff like that. They gave me sort of license to do that. So, but, yeah, had a gun pointed at me. No, not it's fun. not. A, it's not a fun thing. No, <clears throat> because I mean, obviously, you you know, one mistake, one you know, one right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then you're probably wondering, like, what the hell? What is the issue? What did I do? Oh yeah, and I mean, I, I was like certainly when, yeah. When they're like, they they don't answer your questions. It's like you're no longer really a person. It's like you just do what they say. Right. Like we yeah. Okay, and this is an interesting segue, but you're talking about the police and different things. And we've had this conversation. And yeah. I, this is something I wanted to ask you several times. You know, unfortunately, the, there's been a lot of instances recently with Raiders players, you know, in having run-ins with law enforcement and different things. And certain here in pe- Vegas? Here in Vegas, yeah. Oh. And certain people are saying that it is because the Vegas ambiance, the 24-7 life, nightlife and everything else. Do you buy into that or do you think it's just guys being stupid? That was always a concern coming here, uh, because of the lifestyle, uh, the draw of Vegas. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, overall, my interaction with police officers have been, overall, have been great. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you always have a you know, few here and there. You know, I get stopped one time. It's not every day we stop a celebrity kind of you know conversation. Why? Well, I mean, you know, that's. Um, but for the most part, um, my interactions have been fantastic. Obviously, what has transpired here is is, is not something you want to see. Uh, certainly, it's you just have to, especially when um, when you're in a town like this. I mean, you just have to take extra precaution. I mean, frankly, when you're in any you know any 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 town, yeah. Um, when there's, you know, driving involved and perhaps a little bit drinking, uh, you have to do whatever you can. I mean, even the league makes, um, you know, they've created um, a platform where you can call and get somebody to pick you up and right. stuff. So there's really no, you know, uh, reason not to, to not to do that. Um, I solved that problem early on. I mean, I just never started to drink. I always thought, I actually thought that drinking for me would be the gateway to everything else. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I never wanted to do that. And um, I remember I, I was playing bullshit with some friends in college and mm-hmm. didn't know what I was drinking. It was, had, it was Amaretta or something like that. I was, I was sick for two days. I never wanted to feel uh, that again, ever, ever. So and to so, this day you don't drink? Oh hell no! I love that. I don't either. No. Yeah, me neither. I don't drink. You don't, John? I didn't know that. I'll, I'll do a shot with someone once I in a while, just to shot. 
because yeah. uh you know birthday or whatever right, but right. if you saw the face i make it's clear that i don't drink oh, yeah. I, I hate every second of it but sometimes i'll do it just for because I, I know it gets everybody excited oh my god he had yeah. a drink, drink so i'll yeah. do it but all four of us don't drink. and you're yeah. probably like the life of the party anyway <clears throat> yeah i'm like I'm, yeah. i'll be the last one well it's, it's, wait, it's, why is that funny to you <laughs> what, what i am the life of the party lieberman what <laughs> damn sorry <laughs> well, I always find myself leaving early because once people start drinking, I really have nobody to talk yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I so, go in and then I'm out. Like we talked about the event in LA. Yeah. I was, I think I was home in bed by 11, 1130. <laughs> I, <laughs> we that's always, when everyone was coming out. We always used to tell any athletes or anyone we worked with at the PR firm, Gio and I, we used to always use you as the as the benchmark. Like, be like Marcus Aww. Allen. Be like Marcus Allen. <laughs> I'm not a, come on. He shows up. He's I, uh, classy. He doesn't get into trouble. You're never going to no, see him doing yeah. stupid shit. I'm not, I'm not Man, thank you so much for being so good to me over the years. You know, I know you're... You, dude, you're my friend. Dude. I know, come but on. you know... I, I call him up or text him and go, hey, can you come on the show? And he never says no. He always tries to shuffle around. What time? And he makes it work. Yeah, and it's just, yeah. It it's, may be a little late, but yeah, I've tried no, to figure out a time. It's great. Like the it's, time we were in the car, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> I just went to UPS and then I was sitting in the parking lot. And yeah. uh, we got it done. So yeah, that's worry. great. But thank you. It's good having you on. We need to have you on again, too, and, yeah, and really do a it. deep dive on guns. Oh, yeah, you guys can. But, uh, let me tell you what she has. I mean, so much to her that you guys can talk about yeah. a lot of things things and stuff so and uh if you're listening to this uh actually check out the dating intelligence podcast because you're gonna have this guy on uh, i am i'm so freaking yeah. stoked so uh <laughs> all right gang we'll see you again uh hey this is like three or four shows in a row for you what wow yeah whatever all right uh, <laughs> travis end the show however you end the show i don't know how you do it but just do it Oof.